Are you 16? All right. Sweet 16. We're glad you're here tonight. If you look at uh, with me, we have now moved from John chapter 13 to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we're going to look at verses 1 through 7 tonight. We are talking about our series of the last conversation. This is the last conversation that Jesus had with his disciples, the 12 in which he uh, ministered to. And we're talking about the way to the Father. If you remember last week, he called Peter out. He said, Peter, this is, what, you know, this is what's about to happen to you. He's beginning to talk about where he is going that no one else can go. He's confused. I don't know why we can't follow. And he says, but, but Lord, I'm going to follow even if it's uh, to uh, lay down my life to you. And he goes, no, Peter, by the end of the night, you're going to turn on me. End of the night, you're going to deny that you ever even knew me. And so that leads to this part right here where we come into John 14, 1 through 7. <coughs> Let your, <coughs> excuse me. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. Now some of you might have the translation that says many mansions. We'll talk about that here in a minute. <coughs> if you were not so, I would not have told you that I would go to prepare a place for you. <coughs> and if I go and prepare a place uh, for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am, you may also be, and that you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, do you do know him, and you have seen him. John 14, 1 through 7. <coughs> <coughs> Could uh, one of the adults go get me a little bit of water? I hate to ask. I don't normally do that, but the cough ain't going away. <coughs> <coughs> Thank you. Um, the way to the Father. So this is what's going on. He's noticing that the hearts of the disciples are troubled. They're worried. And he says, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Because he just said, where I'm going, you can't follow. He said, don't be worried. Believe in God. Believe in me. And then he begins to talk about how to prepare the way. That Jesus is going to prepare a way. So the next part is prepared way. There's a prepared way that Jesus has set. He said, here I go. Here's the prepared way. And the first thing he says, in my Father's house there are many rooms. Thank you so much. He says, in my Father's house there are many rooms. So let's talk about that. Here's this prepared way. First, my father's house means heaven. My father's house means heaven. The words that he is using in Greek here are Greek words to, to, that they would understand. These are actually 
words that a groom would say to a bride. So they were probably going, what? Uh, when he was talking to them. My father's house, there are many rooms. My father's house, equaling heaven. When the bridegroom, the groom, would go and take his bride, and he would take them back to his father's house. And then what they normally did was they would build a house or extra rooms connected to that house. That's how they did that, okay? So because they could not marry until that was built. So a lot of times that engagement period, that period of uh, uh, engagement there was the, the groom, the bridegroom, building the house or the uh, area for them. One of the reasons for the tradition of carrying over the threshold. I carry you over the threshold because I made the house, okay? All right, I'm, you know, you're welcome now into the home. Okay, so my father's house equals heaven. So he says, I'm going to heaven. And then many rooms means plenty of space. The issue was when this was translated in King James, they were trying to get out the understanding of what it means when he's saying rooms. Because the word here used is not the Greek word for just a room. It, it's actually the Greek word for a large house. And it, what, it, what he was trying to say is there's no limits in heaven. He was trying to let them know there's plenty of room because he knew, Jesus knew what he was about to do. He's about to go and tell them, now go and make disciples, okay? So he's, he's uh, explaining that, that there's plenty of room. Um, and so, but when it was translated, it was translated to mansion. And that's an incorrect translation. And it has led to, unfortunately, a health and wealth type of gospel. You know, one day, a mansion. Why would, you know, and, 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 and you'll hear people all the time go, I'm going to walk down the streets of gold in, in, in my house of man, in my, in my mansion house, okay? Have you ever heard pastors and others preach that? First of all, that's using half truth of scripture. First of all, the streets of gold will not be in heaven. The streets of gold are in New Jerusalem, which will be on the new earth after heaven and earth has been destroyed. So they took a half scripture. The, the mansion here that's also mentioned is not really a mansion. It's just a large room. It just means plenty of room. So that's why we have to do and make sure that we understand what we're talking about. Just like when we say the devil's name is Lucifer. No, it's not. It's actually a mistranslation of the, of the Hebrew word for morning star. The devil only has the name of de- devil and Satan. Okay? So there's a lot of times we have to be very cautious when, uh, when we're translating. So what he's saying is in heaven... There's plenty of space. I'm going to go and prepare a room. I'm going to go and make preparations for you, my bride, to come with me. Okay? Preparation was the cross and the resurrection. That is the act of preparation. The act of preparation that he's about to talk about is the cross and the, and the resurrection. And understand, to have one and without the other would not be could not, uh, uh, we, uh, we, we would not have been a full, uh, would not have been, uh, we, it would not have been a complete gospel. 
He had to die for us in our place, and then he had to rise again from the third day. He defeated death. So this is what's going on. He says, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you, and you're going to join me. And he also, uh, he, he deals with doubts here. He says, if this wasn't true, I wouldn't have told you. He says, I go and prepare a place for you, and I will come again, and will take you uh, to myself. That's uh, where I will be also. He's letting them know, just as the bridegroom says, I'm going to go off and build a room for you. Again, this is wedding terms. He says, when, when, when the Back then, when they proposed their arranged marriage, they would look at the bride and says, I'm going to go and build a house. And, and the bride goes, okay, that means we're engaged, okay? So she stays prepared. That's why the prepared lamps and things like that, because whenever the house was built, no matter the time or day, the groom would go and get the bride. Part of that preparation was also that the bride's family would be ready to receive the groom. Okay, Kent, this, he's not talking about weddings here. Yes, he is. That he, we, we have to understand the language in which he's using. So when he's saying, I'm going to go prepare a place, he, what, he's, what he's triggering to them in their mindset is, I'm going to go and I'm like a groom here. I'm going to go and prepare a place. And as soon as my work is done, the groom would come back and grab the bride. And the bride and the bride party had to be ready. They had to be ready. They didn't have, if they weren't ready at the last minute, guess what? They were not a part of the bridal party. What he's telling them is, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And I'm coming back to get you when it's ready. And just like, a bride, uh, just like the bride party, I'm getting you ready or not. He's letting them know that I'm preparing and I'm ready, and you have to be ready for this as well. So as he, uh, and to this understanding, my father's house is referring to the heaven. In keeping with this image, the many rooms, the dwelling place, are places within this large house. And he's saying, I'm going to go prepare this and then coming back. He prepared the way. But see, it doesn't stop there. He says, and I will come and get you and take you to myself, that, that, uh, that where I am, you will also be. And you know the way to where I'm going. He tells his disciples, and by the way, you already know all this. Remember what I told you. Up to this point, many of the disciples thought Jesus was what type of Messiah? They thought he was a wartime king. They thought he was a war Messiah. Remember, Isaiah talked about two Messiahs. He talked about the suffering servant, okay? And he said the suffering servant king will come first. And then the second one will be the ruling king or the king. king. Well, most people, when he claimed and saw Messiahship, like Judas, who's already left this night, they thought he was what type of king? They thought he was going to come, kick out the Romans, you know, and, uh, and say, I'm it. A lot of these guys, they jumped onto a political understanding. Some did, and some a spiritual understanding. So some of them, throughout the night, 
they, they were a little confused about what's going on. Not saying that they did not know that he was Lord. You know, Peter to this point had already announced that he was Lord and King. Okay. But what he's saying here, Thomas is going, but, but Lord, we, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? They're still thinking on this earth. They were still thinking, what is he about to do? Remember, these are the same men who looked and said, is it me, Lord? Is it me? They were confused. They couldn't even tell that Judas was not a part. And they're asking this, what way are you talking about? He says, the way I've already prepared. What way is that? He says, the one way. The one way. Y'all know one ways, right? One-way streets? Yeah, I remember the first time I experienced the one-way street when I first started driving. And where I'm from, there ain't a lot of one-way streets in the country. So, but there's a, ten, a city, I guess you call it a city. Columbus uh, is real near where, I, uh, where I'm from. That's where I went to church and stuff. And downtown Columbus is where I would swim every day. And so my first time to ever drive myself down to swim practice, I, you know, you think you, by watching this many years, you would learn to where things are. <laughs> no. So I'm going down the street, and I'm noticing that the street was a little small. And I'm noticing that the car is parked on the other, way, uh, the, the other side of me. And I'm going, and I'm seeing this truck come. And he's coming straight at me. And he's honking. And he's mad. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm looking away. And he says some words I cannot say. Um, that this is a one-way street. And I look to the side, and there's that arrow that says one way. I was not going that correct way. I was in the wrong. I w- in Mississippi, you could get your license at 15. I was one scared 15-year-old. Um, and uh, as I quickly put it in reverse and had to back out because he wasn't going nowhere, and as I had to back out, I learned that there was one-way streets. You can call me stupid, and that's okay, but there was that one way. I went the wrong way, but Jesus says, look, there's one way. The way is not a road. It's not a, a mere set of directions. But it's a way of life. And when we talk about Jesus, a lot of times, we, and we talk about the way, we think about the, there's going to be this set of directions. And there's this set map or this set path. And although I really love um, The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, it is not this type of road. But if you read the book correctly, it's not just talking about a road. It is talking about a life. It's a lifestyle that involves everything in which he is. That is through Jesus. It's not beside Jesus. It's not him pulling us along. It is through him. It is only by his strength. It is only by his power. It is only by his might. It is only by his actions in which we can get to heaven. It is only by that way we can get to the Father. 
he says, when Thomas says, I don't know this way, Jesus says to him what? The very famous, so I want y'all to say it with me. I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except what? Through me. Say it again with me. I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. That's a verse that you need to remember. So Jesus is this one way to fulfill, one way to the Father that fulfills the Old Testament symbols and teachings that throw this exclusive uh, uh, of God's claim that, that such as the curtain bearing the access to God's presence, all for, except for the Levitical high priest. So, you know, so, so here we go. He says, I'm the way through the Father. This was shocking to them. Because until this time, no one could be next to God. No one could come to the Father. See, in the Holy of Holies, there was this curtain. This curtain was about three inches thick. It had to be made a certain way. And the only people allowed to go in there was the Levitical high priest. And he would go in and he would sprinkle the blood of the sins for Israel. And he had to do this what? Year after year after year after year after year after year, etc. Okay? Because why? It wasn't, it wasn't good enough. We needed a replacement. We needed a sinless sacrifice, and that was Jesus Christ. So here he comes, and he's telling them, I am what all the prophets talked about. I am going before. I am the way. And I now have access to God's presence. I'm the access. It is no coincidence that when Jesus died on the cross, that the curtain separating the Holy of Holies was torn from the top down. Not from the bottom where man could do, but from the top down. But I don't know if you've ever tried to rip three inches of cloth. It's not uh, the best that you can, it's not really that easy. Even uh, my strong man T-Rex, Jeff Bankins, he would have a little problem with three inches of cloth, I promise you. Especially this cloth because it had to be sewed a certain way. And it was ripped from the top down. Why? Because now there is no barrier to God. I can now go into the holy of holies. There was a song when I was a kid that we would sing with that phrase, I now can go into the holy of holies. And I remember, and when I say a kid, I was a teenager, and, and, and I was about 14 and I remember singing that song, and I couldn't sing the song without a smile and tears in my eyes because every time that came present, every time we sung that song, all I could see was the temple and the curtain torn and realizing that I could go where I, was no, where I before was not permitted. I was allowed to go somewhere that I was buried from. But because of what Jesus did, he, as my high priest, made me, allowed me to go into the presence of the Father. 
that I did not deserve to go into. And tonight, here's the deal. If you feel like you are unworthy, guess what? You are. But guess what? God says, I'm going to make you worthy. Not by your own actions, but by through Jesus. He says, I have prepared a way. I am the way. I'm the way of life. I am the truth. And that word truth there means all reality. It's another word for meaning all of reality. I am the purest of all things. In other words, there is no lie. There is only truth within and life. The very air, the very who you are. Jesus is the only way to God. And he alone can prove, provide access to God. Jesus, as the truth, fulfills that teaching as the Old Testament and reveals the true God. Jesus alone is the life who fulfills the Old Testament promises of life given by God. And having life in him, he is thus able to confer eternal life to all those who believe in him. This is another, by the way, one of those I am statements that Jesus says. I am. I am. I am the way. There's only one way. And let me just tell you, just in quick conclusion, Jesus prepared that way. He is preparing a house. He's preparing heaven. He is prepared the way. He will come again. And he is the only, and he is the one way. And what I want you to take away from this is, if we believe that Jesus is true, if we believe that his words are true, he, like the bridegroom, he's going to come back one day. We're not, we don't know when. We're either ready or not. And if there's only one way, that means what? We have some people, they're going the wrong way. They're going the opposite way. And some of those are your friends. And I hope that you would care as much as that man who was going the right way, who could have just kept going, because if he would have hit me, whose fault would it have been? It would have been mine, because I was the idiot. I was the stupid guy. I was the 15-year-old who probably did not need a license. Going the wrong way. I hope, I hope you would be as wise to say, you're going the wrong way. You've got to back it up. But let me just tell you right now, a lot of you with your friends, I don't want to offend them. You're going to offend them a whole lot more when one day that they're in hell and they realize that you have the answer. That's a lot more offensive. I promise you that. Let's pray together. Guys, as normal, I'll be in the back. And I hope tonight, one of the things you also do is when you're hearing the scripture, that this is something that you memorize, that John 14, 6. That's something easy that you should know. And I'll be honest with you, by high school, it's, if you are a follower of Jesus, that is a scripture I, I would say should be on your required list of knowing. What does Jesus say? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. That should be in your arsenal of scriptures to have memorized. Well, let's pray.
Holy Father, we thank you for this time in your word and our reminder that you are the way, that you are the truth, and you are the life. No one, uh, no one can come. There's no exemptions, Father. There's, there's not an extra way. There's not a secret way. There's not that, oh, if I'm just good enough type of thing, Father. There is only one way to you and that to the Father, and that is through your Son, Jesus Christ. Please forgive us where we have failed you. And Father, just move into our hearts right now and let us see the truth in which we need to do. Father, we give this time to you and you alone. In your name, amen. Let's worship together, guys.